Hello, ladies and sirs, and also people who aren't too sure. My name is Silent Mark, and this is episode one of Silent Podcast Presents. Um, let me tell you a little bit about it before we start. Um, so, Silent Podcast Presents is going to be a series of podcasts done by myself, Silent Mark, um, contributors like Evil Lewis, Conquest the Clown's going to be doing some stuff, and anyone else really who wants to get involved. Um, there's going to be interviews with bands and comedians and other people, like entertainers and comic book writers and artists and things like that. Um, we've also got um, me and Evil Lewis going to be getting together doing some stuff. Evil Lewis is going to be doing some of his own stuff. I'm going to be doing some of my own stuff. Conkers is going to be doing some of his own stuff. Anything we can think of, really. And to save you guys having to subscribe to 18 million podcasts, um, you can just subscribe to this one. Uh, this is Silent Podcast Presents. And episode one is a couple of interviews that I did. We were going to do this as two. Um, the banding question for the second one didn't have much time, um, but we'll get to that after the main one. Um, but this is where I, myself, Silent Mark, interview the band um, Real Big Fish. Um, if you guys want to say anything or do anything, please get in touch with us. Um, you can email silentpodcasts at gmail.com, which will be fun. Thank you very much for doing so. Um, but please listen, um, I'm going to be coming back afterwards. We're going to be talking to um, Aaron and Ryland from Real Big Fish. And uh, yeah, just enjoy it. Hopefully you will. Um, come back after this. We've got an interview with Zebrahead. Uh, Conker's going to be doing that. Um, and also I'm going to be telling you a little bit more about what Real Big Fish and uh, other things that are happening. But please come back um, after this and enjoy episode one of Silent Podcast Presents Silent Mark Interviews Real Big Fish. Sorry. Good. No, that's fine. Um, <coughs> for the whole, uh, <coughs> I'm going to chug Red Bulls the whole time. Yeah, I'm happy with that as well. You have hobgoblin. That is amazing. Yeah, you want one? If, if it's going spare, that would be wonderful. Thank you very Our much. Our band is such huge beer snobs that they don't like that at all. Thank you. I, I think it's good, but... I quite, I just like beer, I think. I feel the but same I, way. Any beer is good beer. But uh, the other, uh, what, four, six yeah. of the band don't feel that way. They're, there's a huge, like... Uh, craft beer makers guild league craze going on yeah home I'm, brewing craze going I'm, on I see I do the, the same I'm, I'm doing that at the moment but it gets to a point where you just think I just want a drink yeah so I don't care what the fuck it is I just want it in my body um, I'll just grab this um, so uh, we've already started by the way I've just pressed record for yeah. fun I know we're doing yeah. so, we're doing so good right now we are um so I'm, I'm in uh, Salem Market. Hello, everybody. Um, I'm in Manchester with members of Real Big Fish. Say hello, gentlemen. Hi, I'm Aaron. Hi, I'm Ryland. Aaron Barrett. Ryland Steen. Guitar, vocals. Drums and cymbals. Just <laughs> drums and cymbals. Drums and cymbals. Good. Um, so yeah, I was mentioning to Tom before you came in, um, it's been 11 years that I've been coming to see you guys and interviewing you. Um, Since 2000. Three. Yes. It was a show here, and I forgot who was supporting you. 
think it was Sugar Cult, but I could be wrong. Was that the Sugar Cult and Starting Line? That tour? is the one, yes. That was, that's the last time we had a totally sold out UK tour, till now, I think. No, that was the first one. This is the last one. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. It's we've, nice. All, we've all made a suicide pact. Okay. Um, so after the last date in Shepherd's Bush, we're yeah. all going to drink the Kool Aid. And, um, and that's it. And that's it. You've heard it here first, ladies. The last <laughs> hurrah. Um, it's it's nice that you've that's sold. A sick joke. <laughs> Is that ever really a sick joke? Yeah. Oh, okay. Especially coming out of this guy. I don't really joke like sick that. So it's even, it's even worse when I mention. Yeah, he never it. opens his mouth when he says a messed up thing like that. I have that problem. I make a good first impression. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, it, I make a good last impression. <laughs> What's the worst first impression you've ever made? Just kind of randomly, random question. I probe nothing. Have you ever just... Every time I meet somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess impressions, that's hard because uh, you don't really know because I don't think anyone's going to say to your face like, man, he was an asshole. Uh, or you she. You think so, wouldn't was, you? But yeah. Then you and then of, you just read about it on the internet later on. You see, I just kind of get that. I, I don't have people write about me on the internet. I think I'm lucky. But I've got that kind of... Uh, radar that says, "Yeah, I've now gone from thinking you're okay to a complete and utter dick." <laughs> yeah, I try and be. Uh, well, I think you know. I think most of us try and be as. Uh, I guess non-confrontational would be the right phrase. Um, we're just, you know, we don't want to get into arguments. So even when people say things that you know are wrong, it's like, "Yeah, well, I, I didn't know that, but okay, cool." <laughs> we meet a lot of people though, and and yeah. I don't know. We try to be nice to our fans because we really appreciate the fact that they're coming to the shows and we still do this for our only job. Yeah. But still, I mean, you're going to walk out of the bus in the morning, you know, just woke up, stumble out of the bus, and if somebody goes, hey man, are you excited about the show? Yeah, I'm excited. They're going to go tell their friends, he was such an asshole. He couldn't get wait to get away from me. That's, yeah. No, you just, I was, or like you just had a fight with your significant other or band member and like you walk out of the bus and somebody grabs you and says hey man I'm so happy to meet you and like hi yeah. nice to see you like it happens it is it is an that's how the rumors get out that you might be an asshole it's interesting how that works where if you say hello to a fan of your band and you just talk to them for a few minutes they can think you're the coolest guy in the world. And all you did was just say hello and, you know, maybe sign something for him and say, oh, well, thanks for coming. And all of a sudden, you're the coolest guy in the world. But yeah, just, on the opposite end, if you, you just go... smile right or you didn't... Yeah, you're like, you're right. about to have like a massive diarrhea attack or something. And you're just like, <laughs> hi, I gotta go. I'm like, oh, he was a dick. I'm never coming to their shows again. So... Well, they have their own expectations of what they think you're going to be like when they meet you. It must be really difficult treading that fine line as well of knowing that you might need to be more excited or enthusiastic than you yeah. really feel yeah. because inside you're kind of dying. <laughs> Which is something we all come across. But you, you do tend to do that really, really well. Kind of Anyone who I've known that's ever met you has never felt that kind of awkwardness. That's good to hear. But I'm guessing you must get that a little bit. A tiny bit. Probably not as much as other bands. We're all pretty nice most of the time. Yeah, I think as long as you're able to keep perspective as to uh, what the situation is that we have going, um, it makes things a lot easier 
When, uh... Doing a goddamn interview, what? Billy! The new guy, Billy Cottage, trombone. Hello. Hello. I'm Mark. Hi, Mark. It was nice to meet you. How are you doing? I'm not too no bad. No manners. That's good. I'm going pretty good, too. Good. <laughs> We're getting them liquored up during the interview. Perfect. Yes. With it makes for a better interview. Are going to take advantage of you? That's what usually happens. This has turned out not what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> can you buy me dinner after? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, four. you can have a bana- one banana <coughs> from the fruit plate. Right okay, there. if I if I'm getting one banana, then yes. But <laughs> take your turns. Um, so kind of you you do tend to come to the UK every February. Pretty much, we get s- stuck in a what do you call it? A time warp. <laughs> a dragon. Stomach of a dragon. A schedule. I don't know. We sort of. Uh, we sort of have this ongoing schedule throughout the year where we'll do a U.S. tour in January, and then we come to come to the U.K. do a tour, do a few weeks, and then we'll go to Europe, and then springtime we play colleges and universities, and then summertime we do another U.S. tour. So, and then interspersed throughout that, it's like we'll be times where we'll go to Australia or go to South America. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it seems we've we've been. Now there seems to be, I think, an expectation. Everyone just expects us to come this time of year now. Um, I've even seen, had people show me tickets. They brought a ticket from the year before, and it was the same exact date at the same venue a year previously. Nice. Um, We're like your favorite holiday. Yeah. It is true. But, I mean, you guys do tend to tour a lot, and not even just on the back of an album. You just tend to plug out and tour. If you do get any downtime, what do you do in it? Well, my four days off was spent unpacking, doing laundry, and then repacking. How about you? <laughs> Pretty much the same. I tried. I tried being productive, but yeah, usually when you only have a few days in between tours, that's about all you have time for. But when we do have weeks off here and there, like I just. I just, uh, in between tours over the last year, I'd been making an album that I just released, and so that's what I spent my time doing. Rylan Steen, This Magnificent, available on iTunes right now. I sings and plays guitar. Yeah. And drums. I, I actually did want to ask you about that um, in a bit, because I've got the album uh, and loved it. It's a different sound to what you're doing at the moment. <coughs> um, what were your influences behind it? Well, he just plays the sky music for the money. Oh, I love Scott That's, music. I just don't. Is what's in his heart? Uh, originally, originally I tried uh, creating and doing a Scott album, but I couldn't get the upstrokes on the guitar right. So it's a skill. I had to do, I had to do a, a rock album instead. No, I think uh, you know when I first started playing music, Nirvana was the band that inspired me to play music, mm-hmm. and I think that. Was, Ooh, it sounds like Nirvana. It 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 has it has elements. Of that alternative rock type sound, um, but I, I think you. I think because that's where music sort of started for me. I I think I had always had sort of you know I guess a fantasy. It was basically the record I always wanted to hear. I wanted so I thought well I had an idea of a, a record I always wanted to hear in my head. So I thought well nobody's made that record so I'll make the I'll make that record. So. I guess that was my attempt at pleasing my own musical 
desires. He was pleasuring himself. I was, which is, yes. which, which is, is pretty, what music is about. Which is pretty much what I feel all music is. Isn't that what everyone, you know? Put it in the toilet. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, toilet. uh, your shower. Everyone who writes music, it's just, it's because it's, well, that's what they want to hear. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, but also, I think it's, it was something that, um, uh, to be in all honesty, I think because I've been so obsessed with playing drums for so long that um, and practicing and I, you know I was like an eight hours a day uh, practicing the drums and in all honesty, what happened was I just I got I kind of got uninspired practicing the drums and so I started picking up a guitar and playing and it was fun. So I started learning songs and then I started writing songs and now I have this record. That's fair enough. Because I mean, there's, like, there's obviously two different people with two different writing styles. How do you go about sitting down to write a song, let alone an album? Man, I don't know. Aaron? Shoot, it's, man. You it's, tell me. It's, I don't know. For, <laughs> me, for, me, it was, for me, it's, I think, every once in a while, uh, an idea pops in your head, and if you think, oh, that sounds good, and then, you exactly. know. Exactly. Yeah, I've never, I've never sat down and wrote an album. I don't even sit down and write a song. I just have an idea for a part of a song now and then and they all float around in my head for sometimes years and then after a while like, oh that, that that's a chorus and that's a verse and I can put that together that kind of thing and then when there's enough of those for an album wait two years yeah and yeah everybody's style is different it's um, I mean there's certain bands I think with Real Big Fish it's it's great because we're really not we're in a lucky we're in a great position where we don't have to write albums. We don't. People just like our old songs. Well, everyone loves coming to the shows. The band has built its reputation on the live show, so people love yeah. coming to the shows, and they're not expecting to hear new music. I mean, they're they not, like they they're like. They're not on pins and needles waiting for our next musical creation. Like, oh, what are they gonna do now? They're we're, so creative. Whereas certain bands, and the fact that we're not on like a big major label expecting a new album works out for yeah. us. Because for all those other bands that are on a major label. As soon as they do, you know, they tour on the album, they do all the radio stuff, and then right away you have all these record label people staring at you going, okay, where's the next record? And then all of a sudden you have to be this band that writes a record in a few months and then records it and then goes back out on tour. So it's nice not having to, I guess, be under that pressure of having people, you know, waiting for the next album, so... Um, or telling you you can't put out one yet. Or, well, or for that matter, you put all the work into it, and then a record label goes... Uh, we don't hear any hits. We don't like it. We don't like it. We're gonna shelve the record, you know. So we're in a great position where we can, you know, artistically we can record do anything. Record or not record all we want to. I mean, over the past few release years, or not release yeah. at our pleasure. Over the past few years, you've kind of the, the major stuff you've released. You've done a couple of original albums, live albums, EPs, kind of. Uh, covered albums, things like that. Is that because it was more to do with what you felt at the time, or just it was what you ended up doing, just on the off chance of a... Yeah, bit kind of both. Just like, well, let's do a live album. <laughs> well, I think <laughs> so. Great live bands. Yeah, I was just... And I had the, the ideas that we had, like, that we wanted to do, but, you know, don't always get to put out whatever, like, especially on the label. It's like, can we do a live album? No, we don't, we're not thinking live album for you guys yet. So. Yeah, all of a sudden you have to answer to a label when you have ideas. You know, we just kind of did all the things we had on our list once we got off the label. Live album, B sides, covers album. Yeah, 
It's crazy how it works when, when you have people who are, I guess, technically funding your, helping to fund your band when it comes to recording. And if they don't like what you want to do, they're just going to say, nope, we're not going to pay for it. And even if you came to them and said, well, we'll pay for it. No, you're under contract. We don't, we don't think it's a good idea. We don't want you to go this route. And, um, so it's nice, you know, once again, it's nice to be able to have that freedom to... If it's nice to have fans and people who care about what we do. Like, I think the next Real Big Fish record should be uh, just a comedy album. <laughs> well, that's what the live album was. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that was my next question. You kind of... The things that come across in your music is you're inspired by more than just life. You do have, like... It feels like you have a large comedy you know, influence as well. Where, yeah. in theory, does that come from? In theory. Uh, well, <laughs> I say in theory. That was totally the wrong word. I meant specifically. Totally you know, two different fucking words. You know when you're feeling really bad and you make a joke to kind of take the make a joke about it. Like, How you doing? Ah, I don't know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think we. I, I, I don't know. I'm just a silly guy. I like comedy. I like funny movies. I like comedians. And uh, I don't know. I'm really shy. And, and the way that I was able to get up on stage originally and play music in front of people was if I made it funny, mm-hmm. then it wasn't so scary. <coughs> then if you're like serious and just pouring your heart out in front, this song's about how I feel right now. You know? Instead of just like, hey, look at me, I'm a silly guy. You can't laugh at me because I'm just like, you, I want you to laugh at me. <laughs> so that's how I was able to get on stage in the first place. Do you feel so, like you kind of made a character to be able to do that? Kind of, but also at the same time, just being on stage and playing music and is so fun for me that I want the music to be mostly fun and exciting. Although it would be, it's sometimes fun to play you know slow, sad music. I think getting up in front of thousands of people and all the time and doing that for me, I wouldn't enjoy that as much. What he's trying to say is one day he's going to put out a, a record of totally slow, sad songs under a different name. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I already did. The ballad album. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think, also, just, I don't know. I'm like, it'll it'll I'm be like, called Aaron Barrett Perspectives. I'm, when I get comfortable, I'm going to show off, too. I'm like, hey, look at me, look at me. So, it's silly. Yeah. I like to make people laugh. I like to make people smile. So. That's good. That's why. That's why we're funny. <laughs> uh, do you kind of do you fill your life with comedy when you're on tour to kind of make you feel a bit better or? Not really. I think we all have. Do a, you fill your life with comedy? I think I think the reason <laughs> being is because <laughs> we like we like to laugh. Yeah. Though. <laughs> I'll bring this around mainly because people get bored, watch DVDs and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Is it mostly comedy that you watch? I'll be honest with you. It sounded more of a deep question than it was meant to. <laughs> about it. it sounded deep. Yeah. I. I personally like to mix it up. Scary movies, funny movies. Which sometimes scary movies can be funny. Dramas, dramedies, rom coms. Indeed. <laughs> we've we've been playing together so long that you know <laughs> we we finish each other's sentences. sentences. <laughs> <laughs> Rylan only watches rock docs. Yeah, I love rock. Rock. I, docs. I love I love music music, music documentaries. documentaries. Hello. Have you watched the um, Foo Fighters one? Absolutely, of course. A- ask me any. I own them all. You could like I. Uh oh. The only reason being. Open is the can of worms. He loves Foo Fighters. 
the most not the most the most ever probably maybe what did you find that occasionally when you were watching that documentary you just went you're not the nicest guy in rock you're a bit of a dick is he it it made me feel which guy Dave Dave Grohl yeah I don't know I've never met him I kind of don't want to meet him no because I I hold him in such high esteem that I don't I mean I did but I thought the documentary did come across a little bit like it was put on Mm, well you're wrong no (laughs) (laughs) well you know well no there of course of course there was like a there was a plan to it like they were putting a new record out so they're like okay how do we promote this new record let's make a documentary we've never done that so it's like I mean it makes sense so yeah I mean it's a little it was a little forced I understand but still it was like I I love just seeing kind of like the behind the scenes, the backstory of a band that, you know, made, you know, and the Foo Fighters was the sort of band that they'd never put anything out, anything like that out before. Yeah. So it's, it was kind of cool to see a little bit behind it, you know, good, bad, good, bad, or indifferent, you know, it's like, it's whether, whether it paints them, paints them picture that makes them look nice or mean or whatever. I still like seeing that stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at our, our live, live album. Back to that live album. Yeah. It's all the DVD portions, all the interviews and backstage stuff. Like, I think I look like the biggest idiot and the biggest dick. Just like a fucking asshole. <laughs> Every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, what? Oh, I would hate me if I was watching this. I haven't seen it in so, years. But I'm a great guy. Yeah, don't watch it. It's really bad. It's a good DVD, though. It is. I think I was scared to watch it. Johnny does a pants down solo. I think oh, I was scared. Sexy. I think I was scared to watch it because when we did the commentary, everyone, everyone should do a pants down. <laughs> hey, everyone. too old for that shit now. Yeah, well, you're never too old for that. We're in our late twenties. <laughs> now that it, now that it's been like a long time, I think I'd be ready to watch. No, 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 watch the live <laughs> with the with the commentary because we were all drinking while we were doing the commentary, and I just remember I got to the point where I was saying some stupid shit, but. Yeah. Maybe it's been long enough where I could look back now and go, oh, that was dumb, but haha, it's funny. Yeah, it's bad. You're like, no, it's bad. <laughs> so gonna, you want to cringe for two hours. <laughs> well, <laughs> and didn't Matt Wong, like, st- like, oh, man, I just remember, like, I, I, I think, I don't know. We should all get together and watch it. We should all... We should we should all we should do like an anniversary thing. We'll we do the, commentary we'll the over comments. the commentary. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dream within a dream. <laughs> that does sound dream. like a good idea. Yeah. How great would that be? I think it wouldn't. It would be so awesome, right? We're doing commentary on. Yeah. Now I'm gonna listen. Oh to my this. God! What a stroke <laughs> of genius! <laughs> it's, well, it's well, I, I well, genuinely you know. think you should. Yeah. Even just record it and put it out somewhere. Then, <coughs> do it. then instead of like six people talking at once, it'll be twelve people talking because it'll be six. But it'll be different people. Yeah. Six people and. Yeah. And then in five years' time, you can do it again. There's only the there's, and there's only and wait, John, were you there for you were there for that? <coughs> what you were there for that? For what? When we did the commentary? Yes, I was. Okay, so there was we were the only three people three people in the band still in the band. Uh-huh. And Matt uh, Scott wasn't there, but Matt was there. Oh, that's right. No, Matt wasn't there. Uh, yeah, he was. Matt Wong. Oh, I meant Matt. Oh, I thought you were talking Appleton. Our saxophone. Oh, the other Matt. The other Matt. Oh man. I call him Saxel Rose, so I don't get confused. Um, I've just noticed, John, you have a magnificent moustache. Thank you. 
Although uh, I am competing with Dan from Zebrahead, and his mustache is epic. It's really something to see. Say Zebrahead. That's how you're supposed to say it. These people here say it wrong. Oh man. Yeah, well, completely. Guys, so it. I've been. I've say been. It wrong. I've, <laughs> I've been. So the last few shows I've opened up solo acoustic, um, like pretty much right at doors. So like there's usually only like 20 people there, but it's still fun. Uh, and I said zebra head last night. I got so much shit from the audience. They just go, it's zebra head. Oh, okay. No, it's not. Ask the band. The band is called calls themselves zebra head. They're, they're allowed to pronounce it wrong. It's you fine. can say it however you want to with your funny accent. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't like to correct <coughs> correct people when they say things when it's because of their accent or yeah. where they're from. It's just, you know, it's not right. It's true. I'll be back in 30 seconds. Do yeah. um, it. Which, is, that doesn't mean people don't correct me. There is a question that I was thinking about the other day, and it was simply, is there anything out of the ordinary you'd like to do? In like, instead of releasing another well. album or something like that, is there anything kind of out of the ordinary you'd want to do with the band? Mm. Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> sketch comedy TV show? <laughs> it's, I don't know. It, some people have done. Some people have kind of gone yeah, on to yeah. do really weird stuff with bands. Has it ever been an ambition of yours to do it? Or have you ever thought, you know what, I might as well do this? Not really. <laughs> Play shows, make albums, tour the world, do okay. interviews. Have you yeah, ever... no, I don't know. There's no like. I never wanted to make the real big fish movie or anything. I would love to make a real big fish movie. Wait, documentary or movie? Yeah, let's do the documentary, and then. So and so joined the band, and so and so quit, and so and so joined the band. See, I so think so people quit, love seeing that so, stuff. No, yeah, I realized. I think it'd be if you do it right and quickly. Yeah, and make it exciting. Because I was watching the Cannibal Corpse documentary, and it was just that. Just this guy came in, and then this guy quit, and then this guy came. But I think we should do interviews with every band member that's ever been in this band. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so awesome. That would be that would be an hour and a half right there. Yeah. People are, I wish there was more mystery. There was there were so life. many so many people in this band that like they'd get like three seconds of camera time and be like, Yeah, and then I joined the band and then he left. <laughs> he got grounded, so he had to quit the band. <laughs> With that in mind, it's kind of the obviously you've had major changes as of late. Has anything the dynamic on stage changed at all? <coughs> Has anything changed from your live shows or is it still as fun as it always was. It's always, it's, you know, it's always changing. Even when the same people were in the band, it, it changed from years to, to years, you know? So, I, it's still fun. We always try to put on a good entertaining show. So I think we're still as awesome as ever. Yeah. Yeah. I will agree. That's my answer. And I'm really good on the <laughs> drums now, so it's like, yes. even way better. You're okay. It's alright. With your own stuff, kind I of. I say that with <laughs> sarcasm for those who are listening. Um, with your own stuff live, how has that been for you? Kind of going in front of the 
drums kind of stepping up to the mic. Oh, me? Live for you. Oh, man. I was scared shitless the first time I had to do it. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, people mainly just stare at me, but because I start every set off letting them know that I play drums in Real Big Fish. Uh, it keeps them from throwing things at him because they want him to play drums later. Yeah, they they put they that usually gets them on my side, and I only play for about fifteen minutes. So I think anything more than that, people start getting antsy and and would start yelling shit at me. But um, it's been good. It's been fun, and uh, it you know it's kind of like a trust fall. You know, it's like. Uh, is anyone going to be there for me when I fall? You know, it's like the trust. I guess I'm the person doing the trust fall and the crowd is metaphorically catching me. Uh, I guess I was concerned that people were going to be like really aggro and like really not like the fact that there was someone up there with an acoustic guitar. But I feel like... Aggravated? Aggravated that there was... me. But I think... Um, I was actually talking with Chris DeMakes from uh, Less Than Jake about this. Mm-hmm. Oh, dro- name <laughs> dropper. Oh, ow, my foot. <laughs> um, but he was mentioning that it seems like the whole like lead singer guy going off to do an acoustic tour is happening more and more these days, and I think people are just getting used to it. So when someone comes up with an acoustic... doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but when someone goes on stage with an acoustic guitar, they're just like, oh, okay, you know, this is cool. Uh, I think people seem to be... Uh, you know, and I think that's one great thing about the internet and how accessible music is nowadays. I think people are a little more open-minded now um, because people have so many avenues to get their music out to people. Um, you know, all you know, going on Instagram or Twitter or whatever and seeing pictures of people like they'll post pictures of like like all your CDs that they've been listening to, and it's just crazy to see. I mean, I don't know. I guess I guess it's ignorant for me to say because. I listen to a wide range of music, but so I guess it's bad for me you to say you were different. I, yeah, but no, but it's crazy to see that. Like, yeah, you'll have people that listen to Cannibal Corpse and Real Big Fish and Sade and you know Katy Perry and Pierce the Veil or whatever. It's like, wow, that's pretty crazy that why all these people, musical taste. But um, uh, I forgot. Oh, so I think just people are a little more open minded these days. So um, it's been fun. Um, getting up on stage and I still get nervous you know just because most of the time pe- people are unaware of it because it's not really on the schedule or anything I'm just kind of That's I just go up there and I'm like surprise and they're like uh, what? he's just practicing yeah that, that really it's just keep people going what is happening right now paying his dues right now yeah exactly <laughs> that's good I mean you, I have seen kind of from a from a gig goer's perspective Bands are starting to mix it up now with the genre that's kind of being put on a night. So you'll get something again, like tonight, you've got two, you know, really big ska bands, and you've got Zebrahead, kind of punkier, slight rappier type stuff. Yeah, you're seeing that more and more now where they're kind of mixing up genres. Is there anyone that you'd kind of want in on that? Is there anyone you're bringing in support wise? Uh, you know, there's always well, I think bands that we, yeah. Try to get on tour, like consider. <clears throat> but I think um, it seems, yeah, I, I agree with you. It seems more and more people are open minded about that. So yeah, because even just a few years ago, like we had to take ska bands on tour. If I would have tried to do this for about five years, it was just like a point, a period where it was just, oh, man. anything 
not it wasn't Scott Punk. It was just like. <laughs> if I would have tried to do the acoustic thing even yeah, four or five years ago, oh man, I would have been booed off the stage. Even with being the drummer in Real Big Fish, yeah. people would have been so bummed. But before that, like in the early to mid two thousands, it was we had like eclectic mix of bands. So I don't know what happened. Suddenly, people just wanted us in a ska show, which was cool too. But I think variety is okay again. Yeah. <laughs> well, something you mentioned kind of with the internet now being the way it is, and it was something I interviewed you about, Aaron, kind of years yeah. ago, about internet and the music industry and how it's changed things. <coughs> Do you think it's moved on from people stealing my music to this is actually genuinely helping? Yeah, I think more people can appreciate the benefits of the internet instead of just, oh my God, I'm not making money from this. Yeah. The fear. The fear is gone. Now you have... They're forced to embrace it. Maybe. They have no choice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right. I'm going to end that there. Um, You have got other things to do. Thank you very much for talking to me, gents. Absolutely. Um, Your album, Candy Cut of Fury, is out. Yes, sir. You're on tour throughout the world all the time. Um, What (laughs) tour this year? Or not? Uh... I don't think so. It's usually every other year or every third year. Okay. So we'll see. Wonderful. Coming back here. Well, coming back here to festivals. Manchester. Wonderful festivals. In oh, we're gonna do some festivals in August in the UK and Europe in August. Very cool. That's what so he there just we go. said. Festivals here in August. See you um, soon. We will let you know about that. Um, thank you so much for talking to us today, guys. It's been absolutely ladies and gentlemen, real big fish. So there we go. That was me interviewing Real Big Fish. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, so as, as I was mentioning before, um, Real Big Fish have an album out called uh, Candy Coated Fury. Go to iTunes or your local record store and purchase that. But also go to iTunes and Facebook and like and buy the album of this magnificent, uh, as I mentioned before, Ryland Steen from Real Big Fish his solo project which is fantastic the album sounds absolutely amazing so go out and get that it's this magnificent with the album this magnificent um if you've gone to see them on tour you've probably seen ryland uh before all the bands come on um yeah it's fantastic stuff so go there hopefully in the future we're going to be having an interview with ryland um about his own stuff um so yeah that was that interview now here's a little five minute interview that conkers did with zebrahead um, it may sound like me, I promise you. It's not, it kind of is, but it's not. Um, so yeah, this is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the second part, which conquers, talks to Zebrahead. It, it's not going to go well. It really isn't. I'm going to everything very seriously now. <laughs> Do you have to? <laughs> <laughs> um, hello, ladies and sirs. Uh, conquers here with an interview. Um, this band has been on tour for a long while. They're on tour with Real Big Fish at the moment. Um, this gentleman is the lead singer from the band. Please welcome Matty from Zebrahead. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you doing, sir? I am not too bad. Um, You've got throw up all over your suit. It happens. It's, nice. it's a It's a negative aspect of the state I'm in. Um, so hi, how's the tour going? It's going very well. This is our fourth show here in the UK. No, fifth. This will be our fifth show in the UK. Ever? 
Ever. No. Okay. No, no. On this tour. And um, we were in Germany for two weeks before that, and it's going great. Cool. Fantastic. I like it. Um, and what drink are you drinking today? Uh, this is Princess Gate Still Natural Welsh Spring Water with some uh, um, added tea to uh, help my throat. See that? I'm massively disappointed with. Yeah. You're supposed to be a rock star. Surely it's supposed to be starting early, etc. Mm. We'll start early. But see, we don't go to bed until about 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning. So okay, yeah. this is this is really early for me right yeah, now. Yeah, I was going to say that's yeah. quite early. Um, so you guys have got a new album out. Yes. Um, Call Your Friends. Yes. Brilliant album. I've heard it. It's really, really Thank good. Thank you. Um, the thoughts behind the album? Mm-hmm. Anything in particular, theme behind it, or just pretty much well fun music again? You know what? If you look at the artwork, boobs. Tits, yeah. 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 And that's the theme. You get that with a lot of your music. Obviously. Yeah. Beer, boobs, butts. The Holy Trinity. Yes. <laughs> the Holy, Holy Trinity. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And with that in mind, though, kind of you guys do go uh, down a dark road at one point. The uh, MFZB sounded like a very much darker album, but since then... Yeah, that's our goth period. Yeah, things lightened up. Yeah. Um, w was that a, a kind of situational thing, or was it more what people were feeling Well, you know what? The weather at the time, there was a, a weird overcast over the entire state of California for a whole month that we, they were, we were recording. Cloud does that to people. It does. Yeah. And what, what happened what was... the fuck do you think I'm like this now? I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Like, wow. Look at you. <laughs> but now, the, you know, it's a, you know just wanted to make some songs and there was a dark cloud over it. Yes. And it rained a couple of days for that. That never happens in California? I guess not. I don't live there, but... Oh, okay. Yeah. Um... So yeah, you guys have toured the UK quite a bit. Yes. Um, what keeps you coming back here? Uh, beer, freeness. Again, just beer and freeness. Yes. Free beer and boobs. And oh. Tesco vodka. Mmm, so good. Well, which one? Which Tesco vodka? Are you thinking normal stuff or the proper cheap ass value? I'm stuff? talking the cheap ass value. Hangover in a bottle, one sip, headache tomorrow morning. Tesco vodka. The stuff mm. that kind of burns on the way down. And out. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's oh. the good stuff. And you know that that and free beer and boobs keep us coming back. I don't know why people have us back all the time. But we're we're happy that we you get to come back. Your fun life. I think that's the what, thing. What we what we lack in talent, we make up uh, with enthusiasm. That's my excuse as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you use that with women as well? Or? Absolutely. Yeah. Same. Sorry. Hey, lady, I'm sorry, but what I lack in talent, I, I really do try. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, fair enough, I'm shit, but I've got gloves on. There you yeah. go. Um, <laughs> with, with regards to kind of live audiences, mm -hmm. the, your headlining shows over here, not the biggest venues in Manchester, right. but... Something I've seen when you go over to places like Japan and stuff like that, you guys are playing massive, massive venues. Uh, well, you know what? A lot of those, we play festivals over there which are massive, massive. And we play some shows that are, you know, just like today's show. Yeah. You know, uh, the Academy size over there as well. We might, we might do one or two days at that same place. but So it's not like, 
we go over there and um, uh, we play, you know, I don't know what the biggest stadium is, but that's not just all for us. Okay. 94% is. Well, yeah. But the other 6% is, you know, there because they, they had um, season tickets to the baseball game okay. and they thought it was game day. Okay. I um, guess. I don't know. Is there much of a difference between the two audiences? Well, obviously, one's Japanese and one's English. I meant much of a difference. <laughs> oh. you, our eyes aren't that big a difference. <laughs> no, no. I would say, are you talking about big crowds and small crowds? No, I just mean the type of crowd. Oh, no. You know what? All over the world, the crowds, except for parts, certain states in America, like, all over the world, the kids are the same, you know? They they are loyal to the band, and they're just out to have a good time and drink some beer, and, you know? Yeah. That's that's, that's basically what we're all about. Cool. That's yeah, fair enough. We're pretty easy. Well, I know you guys have got to go and uh, do your sound check and stuff like that yes. very, very shortly. Um, why should people buy your album? Ooh, they should buy my album, our album. Yeah. It's not mine, because... Are you well, sure it's not just yours? It is. It is. Here's a secret tip for you, or hint for you. Matty if, and the Zebrahead. If you look on stage, I will be playing all the instruments at once. Hologram. I will have a look. Hologram. I'll have to see. Surely, <laughs> surely you get sweaty. I, yeah, well, okay, if you, if, you should buy the record because we need to move out of our parents' house. You know? And that's the only way. It's the only way it's going to happen. The only way it's going to happen. Okay. Maybe. Okay, well, one last, one last question before you go. Go for it. Do you need a roadie tonight who is dressed up as a clown? Uh, you know what? If we can have, maybe not a roadie, because you, you don't need to lift anything. Okay. Just come on stage with us, drink, and throw up on yourself. Okay, And deal. then jump into the crowd. Okay, deal. Done. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Right, uh, Matty, thank you very much for hanging out. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. Uh, ladies and sirs, Matty from Zebrahead. <laughs> One. Wonderful, thank you. <laughs> There we go, Conker's talking to Zebrahead there. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed the whole thing. Please go to Zebrahead's Facebook and Twitter. Go and like their stuff. Go and buy their new album, which is called Call Your Friends. Um, as they said, look for boobs. It's wonderful. Um, we will be back, hopefully, in the next month or so. We're going to be doing this as often as possible. Please keep um, tuned into it. If you like it, then like it and subscribe and comment and all that type of stuff. Also, um, email if you either want to get involved or if you want us to interview anyone in particular. Silentpodcasts at gmail.com um, Thank you very much for listening to episode one. I will be back with episode two fairly soon. Um, until then, take care, ladies and sirs. Goodbye. <laughs>